Welcome to another episode of the On The Clock NFL Draft Podcast. I am your host, Damian Parson, with my co-host, Eugene Ho. And last week, guys, after our uh, live mock draft, which is still doing pretty well right now, you guys are definitely tuning in and, and, and giving us a lot of love. We appreciate that. We told you at the end of the show we had a surprise, right? So, um, Eugene, we, we tried not to... Uh, we tried not to spoil the surprise, pretty much. Um, we, it didn't and, work. No, it, yeah, it, didn't. it definitely didn't work. I, we, were t- we were too hyped and excited about it. We pretty much spoiled that on uh, social media. Uh, <laughs> the very next day, matter of fact. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we have a new co-host, a new member of the team, uh, one of the smartest, uh, most intelligent sports fans that I know. Um, and I trust her with my life when it comes down to sports, especially football. I always call her, she's been on the show before, not on this particular show, my last, my old podcast. I call her the, the queen of the Ravens. She's the Raven hmm. queen, Shannon Finch. We welcome you to the team. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys for thinking about me. For sure, for sure. I mean, listen, you know how much I respect you, uh, how much love mm-hmm. I got for you. So I'm just happy that you accepted the offer to come and join us. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And, saying bring your knowledge your wisdom and your flavor to the show as well as let you know and right now you know what i mean it's a, it's it's all about empowering women and and, mm-hmm. and you can do that on this show because there's probably a lot of young women out there that want to talk sports but mm-hmm. don't really have the avenue so yeah well i hope i can be that for someone for sure for sure yeah so i mean i, I don't think you can so we, we're like i said we're happy to have you on this show thank um, you <laughs> the season is going to Oh yeah, the season's gonna be crazy because once we get close to the season, we got a Patriot, an Eagle, and a Raven. Well, there's no telling what's gonna kick off. We all gonna be cussing each other out. <laughs> there's no telling what's going to spark and pop off. Oh man! This show in a couple months when we get closer to the season. Um, and I want to give a quick shout out to Krev and um, you know and his lies about me taking shots at Lamar Jackson. I did not take shots at Lamar Jackson. So. There's that, Kriv. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> but we, as, as guys, you already know, we talk about not just the NFL draft, but this podcast in these next couple of months, we're going to be hitting fantasy football. We're going to be talking college once the season gets gets here and, and the season approaches. But right now, it's, it's not just NFL draft season. It's also free agency season. Free agent frenzy mm-hmm. kicks off this Sunday, and there's a lot of big-name guys. Of course, everybody know the elephant in the room, Tom Brady. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, which I will reshare the social media for those who did not catch that episode and the wide receiver and running backs episode we did the week uh, the week after. But um, right now it's defensive. We're going to talk about defense. And they always say defense wins championships, right? Um, unless your name is Patrick Mahomes. And, and you, you got know, a coach named Andy Reid. And you just do your thing out there. You know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, defense wins championships. At the same time, you need to have quality defenders. You, you know, hey, everybody in your defense can't be stars. But when a star or a potential star lands in free agency or mm-hmm. a possible trade uh, with them having maybe two years left on the deal, why not move? Why not make a move and, and try to move the needle of your defense? So, uh, first off, let's kick it off with Josh Norman. Josh Norman, mm-hmm. at one time, guys, he was talked about as a top five, top three corner in the mm-hmm. NFL when he was in Carolina. And Dave Gettleman, I remember the whole situation with the contract dispute. He franchise tagged him. Then he yanked the tag and allowed mm-hmm. him to go sign 
for the Washington Redskins, which probably was the worst decision of Josh Norman's life when it comes yep. to the football. I mean, he got paid. It was. He, he got, got paid, paid, but he ain't. Nobody, no, everybody realized he wasn't as good as he was made out to be. Exactly. So now, you know, he, he signed for a one year, $6 million deal at the age of 32. He went going from the Redskins to the Buffalo Bills. Shannon, since you're new to this to the squad, I'm gonna let it kick off to you. What are your thoughts on this signing? I think it's great for him. Um, he gets to go back with his former defensive coordinator, um, someone that knows how to play him, what 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 works for him, what doesn't work for him. I think it's a great pickup. I don't really see any fault in it. Um, I think sometimes, like when you think about the Redskins, I don't know who said it before, but it was said that when you pick up a free agent. Don't expect them to do something different than what they were doing previously. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't bring him in to be a you know a, a cover guy, man to man type of guy if that's not something that benefited him before. Um, I feel like going to the Bills, he can reestablish himself, and going to play with his former defensive coordinator is definitely going to help him out. Facts, I like that a lot. What you say, Eugene? Um, yeah, it's good for it's good for Josh Norman just because you know he got a job, so he found somebody to hire him. <laughs> Um, but he's 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 going to a safe place now because Sean McDermott is a very good defensive coach, and he mm-hmm. he he you know you know before he even thought about signing Josh Norman, he had a plan laid out for how exactly he's going to use him. He may not make him like a starter or anything like that, or he may use him for spot duty, or he may just be there for veteran leadership. But he's got a plan for him and you're not going to expect Josh Norman to be taking on the number one wide receiver. They got Tredavious white for that now. Mm-hmm. So he, they're going to lessen his workload a little bit. They go and put him in situations where he can be successful and he's already on a pretty good defense anyway, where he doesn't have to carry a whole lot of weight. It's a good deal all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I completely agree with both of you. I mean, you said reconnecting with Sean McDermott is going to be, is, was big for him, and I know that was probably a big part of why he went there. Yeah, $6 million is $6 million, so that's not bad for a season. Um, you know what yeah. I mean? But at the mm-hmm. same time, like you said, they have Tretavious White, and they also have the second-year pro, Levi Wallace, who played good football for them as well last year. Alabama so, kid. Yeah, yeah out of Alabama, um, who was a late-round, I would say he's a late-round steal as well, as well as he, he played. Was. He He was selected pretty late. Um, I know, I believe it was at the round round four or five uh, where he was yeah, where he was grabbed. Was so, you know, that was a good pickup for them. And now you bring in Josh Norman, who is an intelligent football player. He plays and, – and one thing about them, they play kind of a zone mixture scheme too. So that's mm-hmm. big. I mean, that's what he likes to do. He likes to be yeah. able to – uh, someone I saw it on social media. Someone called him the uh, the poor man's Richard Sherman, and <laughs> it's kind of true. I mean, it's kind of always been true, to be honest with you. He's brass. Yeah. He talks a lot of trash when he's rolling. Um, you know what I'm saying? He will get up in your face and likes to and likes to uh, instigate and, and get you going. Um, yeah. But at the same time, he can make plays on the football. You know, he he can catch the ball just as well as some receivers. To be, to be honest with you. Definitely. You just don't. We we saw in Washington, he is not the guy that you want to consistently put in man coverage. So nope. that's why I think going where he's going is going to be big. They'll probably kick in when they go to three wide receiver sets. They'll probably kick him in, kick him on the outside, and kick in Levi Wallace or Tre'Davious White into the slot and let exactly. him truly use the boundary and, and let him use his natural abilities to go try and make plays in that zone scheme they run. Yeah, and Buffalo got two good safeties over top. That's going. That's got actual range. Two that's underrated going to give safeties at that. Yeah, two that helped. That'll help them like out. 
Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have to go in there and be – he doesn't have to go in there and try to turn that defense around, which that defense is already a good defense. He doesn't have to mm-hmm. become Darrell Revis or anything. He's you know, just go in there. Play. What is, I mean, everybody knows how I feel about Belichick. But Belichick, one of his famous sayings is, you know, do your job. Just do go in job. there, stick to your role, and be successful at what you do, what we as a coaching staff are asking you to do. And that's all you can ask from a player. And he can also bring um, a veteran presence that they could need, that they could use there. Um, yep. Because of his experience that he has had in Carolina and with, with the Redskins. And like you guys have already said, he's not going to be asked to do too much. Um, so he can come in, give leadership in different ways. And he's not the man. He's not expected to change their franchise because they're already on the up and up. Exactly. Exactly. So now the big fish, when we, when we look at, you know, as I talked about, with Tom Brady being the big fish on the offensive side, right? The big fish defensively is Davion Clowney. He's next on my list to talk about. He is 27 years old. He's coming off a he's coming off a good season. Don't get me wrong. I mean, a lot of people, the people who look at the stats a lot, who just look at uh-huh. who are box box score watchers, the first thing they're going to say is, well, he had three sacks. He also led them believe he led the team in pressures. Their pressure rate dropped when he didn't play. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's not. He's not a fifteen sack guy. He's not. We we have to understand what he brings to the table. A lot of people are actually very lost in this. They believe because he was selected number one overall, he was selected above Khalil Mack, that he is this dominant. He has to be a dominant edge rusher. That's not the case. He's an elite run defender. He's a he's a very versatile defender. You can move him around. You can stand him up. You can move him up um, inside. Kick him inside across the guard, across the center, and he can still get pressure. And we saw in that week, I think 13, 14 matchup uh-huh. against the Niners, I think it was Monday Night Football, and he was utterly dominant. Like He, he took over that game. Yes, he, he destroyed did. their game plan. So, we, granted, consistency is key, but what mm-hmm. I'm hearing is that he wants 22 mil. Um, mm-hmm. I... Uh, JD, you know, oh, J, well, Davion Klein, JC, I, I love you, brother, but um, I'm not paying you twenty-two million dollars. I can't, I can't come to writing that with my checkbook. But there probably we listen. There, there's a lot of talk right now that the New York Giants are leading, are spearheading the move to sign him. So, what are, what are some good fits for him? Um, and like I said, Shannon, I'll, I'll throw to you. What are some? What are like two or three good fits in your opinion for Jadavion Clowney? Um, number one to me would be just staying with Seattle. I understand what he's asking for. I understand that they might not want to pay him that much, but I think it benefits him to stay because we saw how much of a game changer he was last season. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave them something that they needed, and sometimes change isn't always good. Like I recently this past year, Ed Reed spoke about his experience when he went to Houston. And I don't think a lot of these players realize that every organization isn't in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, with Clowney, you were in Houston. Obviously, things didn't go how you wanted it to go there. You, you you left. You were traded to where you went. And he fit with Seattle. And like I said, he fit a need with them. So if you were to ask me to say, what should he do? I would say, try your best to stay in Seattle. You know, don't go somewhere else and, and be the new guy there and trying to fit in with what they're trying to do. You, you already are making an impact with where you are. Um, but that $22 million, if that's what he wants, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But if that's what he wants and somebody is willing to pay, I think the Giants will be a great place for him to go to um, because they need new blood defensively. 
Um, they need to get back to having a tough and good defensive front. And I think that Clowney could contribute to that. So either stay with Seattle or go to the Giants. I like it. I like it. What say you, Eugene? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with Shannon. Like the best place for him is in Seattle. Um I I think he would function better in a four three defense, um, to where he can use his versatility, where he can be an inside rusher, he can be an outside rusher. And he pretty much you can put him anywhere on that defensive line and just let him wreak havoc. You, you I mean you sign him knowing that you maybe you don't get 15 sacks from him, but what you do get, you get the pressure, you get the attention that he draws from the offensive line because even with three and a half sacks, they still was double teaming him every week, which means that leaves single single uh, blocking for everybody else. So he still he still changes offensive game plans. Um. Yeah, if the if, if the Giants is dumb enough to give him twenty two, twenty three million dollars, have at it. They can have it. Um, he would he would he would do well there. He would do well there. He would be the alpha on that defensive line. They would move him around. He would have a whole lot more sacks. Um, and Giants would go six and ten, but he would be have his money, so it don't matter. <laughs> I mean, the Giants oh, would be the a good fit for him. The Giants would be a really good fit for him. I was thinking maybe since um, since the uh, Jaguars are, are losing Yannick, maybe they try to replace replace Yannick with Jadavian. Because and the Jaguars they got a they got a ton of money, so they so they could they could actually pay him all that money and not even feel it. So they got they got money to burn, and they could and they they they're gonna have a need on that defensive line, so that could be an option as well. And find a way to get Foles out up out of there. Um, mm. Granted, I mean, there's oh gonna be a lot of dead cap if they move Foles, but oh my man, <laughs> you gotta get, you gotta find a way out of that contract. You know, Tom Coughlin screwed those boys, man. I mean, was like. Hey, I'm not listen. going. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to. Do uh, yeah, I'm not about to rile you Foles, up on this Nick Foles stuff, man. I'm not going to rile you. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not going to do that, man. Not tonight. <laughs> I'm not not tonight. Maybe next time. I, Maybe next time. I know how you can get it when it comes down to Nick Foles, but I will say I agree with y'all. Uh, staying with Seattle would be good for him. Like I said, the familiarity with the defense. He's used to the guys around him as well. Um, the I would. I would also. I would also look at. I mean, for me. Of course, now nah, I'm not a, I'm not biased here, but it just gives me more to write about. With the Bengals, the Bengals have a lot of money. The Bengals have almost, especially if they if the Bengals move Andy Dalton like they're trying to, that's going to open, that's going to free up about seventeen to eighteen more million dollars. That'll go wow. back to their cap, which jumps it from forty four point five to somewhere in the sixty range. So you could pay him, especially you're drafting Joe Burrow. So you you know you're gonna have a rookie quarterback on a five-year deal, essentially. So you can pay Jadavion Clowney to help. Like, like, and I, that's what I did with my, art, my last article for Fanside. It was pretty much state the fact that a rebuild doesn't take, doesn't have to take six years. If you do it right, no. if you get the right pieces in free agency to pair with your young rookies that you draft, that exactly. rebuild can turn around really quickly. We see really quick. We've seen it with the Niners, how quickly they went from a team yeah. that was looking for a quarterback to being in the Super Bowl. And it's technically ten minutes from winning the Super Bowl. Exactly. So it could change in a heartbeat. I mean, 
So for, for I think the the Bengals should look at probably getting them the money. The one team I definitely think, me personally, I would hate to see this because I just don't want to see it. But the Ravens, I think he would be a really good fit in Baltimore. Um, with those big boys in the middle, you know, two gappers that's demanding a lot of action in the middle. You give him Mm -hmm. to stab because he, he's a really good player. When he stands up, you give him, he he could use that long, the long length of his arms, the power he brings that quick burst off the line. And he helps something that they struggle with that, that stretch zone run game was killing the Ravens last year. It, mm-hmm. it was killing them. One of the better run defenders at the edge in the league is Jadavion Clowney. So yep. you, you can, especially if you lose, and Shannon, I know you can attest to this, if they lose Judon. Mm-hmm. If they lose Judon, there's no better. We know Jadavion Clowney's better. That's a good replacement. Well, I'll say this. If if his, if his eggs and price is really $22 million, It's not going to happen. And, <laughs> and then he's also saying that he wants to go to a contender. He's not going to get both. So exactly. if it's if it's about you wanting your money, which excuse me, which nobody can tell you you're wrong for, then no. goes to the Giants or goes to the Bengals. Um, if it's about you being on a contender team, then you would want to stay in Seattle or come to the Ravens. I'm not against him coming to the Ravens. His price is my only concern. As it should be. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he's not. Be. Yeah, he's not going to get uh, big money going to a contender. It's either it's either get paid and lose or. Give up a little money and mm-hmm. and win. win. Yeah, and that that's what's going to come down to. So free agency t- is, is a d- legit tell all tale because you're going to mm-hmm. see where guys' mindset and where their heart really is. It's like, hey, do I want to sacrifice four, maybe five million dollars to go right. to a contender and possibly be in the playoffs, have a chance to win the Super Bowl, or do I want to max out and say, screw it, I don't really care, I'm going to go money hunting and. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to play. I mean, but if we lose, oh, well. I mean, I still get now, my money. <laughs> now, this is this is his first contract, right? He hasn't had another yeah. one since being drafted? I don't think so. No, I think this is his okay. first. Um, yeah, I know he's, he probably has, gonna, oh, yeah. he's probably going to go for the money, man. Probably yeah, gonna I, get think, paid, I yeah. think so. I think he's going to cash out. Yeah, he's going to cash out. And you know what? Neither option is wrong either. No, it's not. Because you can't, you, can't you can't fault that man for making his money. No. Mm-hmm. And, and like and it's very honorable to want to go and win too. So I like so it's all about what you want to do. It is mm-hmm. it's different consequences to each each choice, but right. it's it's not a wrong answer to either one. No, not yeah. at all, not at all. You know what I'm saying? And, and for for him, like I said, it's going to show us exactly where his mindset is. You know, uh, I, I don't know about his family. I didn't do any research. How many children he has? If he's married, I don't really mm-hmm. care about none of that. But all that does is, is kind of give us an inkling, an idea of. What drives a person, you know, right. mm-hmm. whatever is their motivating factor, what's behind their reason to, to make that decision. If it's his family at home and you want to make sure that your kids are set for college in the future, all this, go get your money. I'll never, mm-hmm. I've, I, I've never been a fan that would rip a player for going to get money. Never in my yeah, life. Yeah, me like Tom no. Brady has taken pay cut and, and has given money back, converted money into signing. He's done all this stuff for our for our franchise. If he wants to go to another team for two years and make sixty million guaranteed, bro, go get your money. I don't care. Go like, get your money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You've done it all. You've never been one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. By all means, go get your money. I don't care if you suck the next two years. If it's sixty million guaranteed, 
Okay, that's fine. If I get hurt and I'm on yeah. IR, you can cut me. And for that fact, I'm still getting my my bread. And that's all I really right. need. Yeah, man. So, I mean, yeah, hey, average, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Average lifespan life of an NFL player is three years. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you got that, if you got the opportunity to go make that once in a lifetime money, because once that money is put on the table, it's not, they're not going to put it anymore on the table. They're like, that's right. your one shot. Right, go go make your money. And we well, all unless know. you do, unless you do like Joe Flacco, you win a Super Bowl and you can get whatever uh, you want. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, 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 Joe, a blank check, like here, you want us a Super Bowl here. I don't know why they see that price. coming eventually, but I. She got I mean, it. You she know it's coming, so yeah. yeah. No, listen, you've listened to you've listened to my podcast for a long time, and I've taken shots at Joe Flacco, so. <laughs> I earned that. I earned that for over the years. I can't even flex. I earned that. Um, next guy on our list. Uh, stick with the defensive end, man. Uh, Thirty-two years old. I don't really. I don't really know the clause that he had in his contract, but it was genius. Everson Griffin. Somehow he got out of Minnesota, and he's now a free agent. And for him, as we talked about before, we were on air. Um, Eugene, being thirty-two mm-hmm. years old, hitting the market. You know, at the back end of your prime, but knowing you still you you're still maybe for the next two to three years anywhere from a seven to ten sack guy, mm-hmm. you know that you still can get some money. So ever since Griffin oh, yeah. being a free agent, you know, keeping with the same theme, what is a good landing spot for him, Shannon? And what are your thoughts on him being the free agent? Well, uh, like you said, it's genius that he's able to get out, so now he can cash in however he wants. Um, let me think. I believe that, see, I'm kind of, I can, look, I'll take him on the Ravens. I mean, because we, we had so many issues defensively yes, you did. that I would prefer a guy like him over Clowney. True. Because, I, I can see that. Because with, because with Clowney, if you're asking him, you know, whether it's $22 million or not, I feel like he might request more, garner more than somebody like Everson might. Um, so the stingy bias side of me, I want him to come to the Ravens. (laughs) So, um, but if not, again, I'm never against guys staying with where they were, you know, because if you made a name for yourself there, like I said earlier, you don't want to go somewhere else and be asked to do something different and then you can't perform. And then fans of that team feel like, you know, why do we pay him this money? He's not doing X, Y, Z. So um, the Ravens, selfishly, um, but again, if not, he can stay where he's at and, and max, him out, you know, max out more with the Vikings. True. What say you, Eugene? Um, I would say, uh, see, like Everson Griffin, he's, you know, he's a pretty much a 4-3 defensive. Yeah, he's 4 And um, in Minnesota, uh, what they did was they, they played him on the end, and Minnesota, they used the NASCAR package. They slide him inside mm-hmm. on obvious passing situations. So it's only a couple other teams that do that, and you gotta look at his age. He's not going. He's not going to want to go to a rebuilding team or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, I say uh, a team like the Cowboys mm-hmm. will work. That's They're losing uh, Robert Quinn. They need somebody on the other on the other side of Demarcus Lawrence. Mm-hmm. They could they could make a move with him. I mean, Cowboys probably don't have any money for that, but they could try. You know, they try. They could try to work something out. Right. Um, a team like the Chiefs. They're ready to win now. Uh, they're losing um, Emmanuel Ogba, mm. and um, they ju- they just uh, switched to the four uh, three this year under uh, Steve Spagnolo, and he does act- that exact same NASCAR package. 
So I'll say, you know, those are two teams where he would just he would just hit right in. He just hit the ground running. Yeah. And um, but yeah, and I, but I say he needs to go to a contender because I don't see I don't see he, he's thirty two years old and he's gotten close with the Vikings so many times. I don't think he's gonna want to just go just you know just to play football and teach some young guys. So mm-hmm. I so I'll look more so at contenders that play that four three defense. I like I like the Dallas one is big because mm-hmm. they losing listen, they're about to lose Byron Jones, who's a top five yep. corner in the league, because mm-hmm. we all know why. Dak Prescott. You know what I'm saying? Yep. The, the guy who can't get enough money. You can't figure out how to pay how to how to please this young man. I mean get get your money, but I'm telling you right now, Dallas, you might be in for some dark days if you pay him the money he's asking for. So you gotta man, understand that. But you know, when I'm looking at it, you know, and like you said, he like you could kick him down into the five three technique. You could put him inside beside the Marcus Lawrence, mm-hmm. and, and you know, because I always I always think about those pass rushing duels. Remember how the the Niners had uh, Alden Smith and Justin Smith when they were rushing, yeah. they, they put them side by side and caused yep. pure havoc for offensive yep. lines because it's like, hey, mm-hmm. if we sh- if we shift our line. And slide protection this way. Somebody on the backside get one, is yep. getting exactly. one on one, or they can send that nickel blitz off the off mm-hmm. the end. They can send the overload exactly. blitz from the other side because we have to commit two to three guys for two men on this side. That leaves three guys against possible right. four, and mm-hmm. we're in trouble. So one team I think about, and this it solely depends on where, where they are. Like because right now I can't I can't call it. I'm going to be at their training camp. Um, practices this year uh took off last year but the Carolina Panthers the Panthers Mm. have liked the pass rush since Julius Peppers Julius Peppers yeah you know since he retired now I don't know what's gonna happen with Jerry McCoy they have the young the young kid spider you know Brian Burns who is who is a budding star uh Mm -hmm. when it comes to rushing the passer but I when I look at it I'm like hey they run they run a hybrid three four four three so I can say it all depends on if they're trying to, if they're not trying to tank. That's the part I don't know, right? I mean, a lot of the talk is well, they, you know, they're looking at uh, Trevor, you know, Trevor Lawrence for next year. I'm like, yeah. so okay, how are it, you getting to Trevor Lawrence if you got Cam Newton as your quarterback? If exactly, I'm like, healthy, it, you're going to win games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you if you if you tanking, why is Cam still there? Right. It, it makes no sense because even Cam with no weapons is still going to win you four to six games, and yeah. you're not going to get the top pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. And you so have good it's, receivers. It's, that, that makes no sense. You got a star running back back there. The offensive yeah. line, I mean, I can't really speak to it because they. I don't really. I'm not a big fan of their yeah. line. It's okay, but they need some work. But still, yeah. you know, if you're going to compete, if you have the chance, and you know that Cam Newton's healthy and he's ready to rock and roll this year. In a new system with Joe Brady there, with Matt Rule there, why not go ahead and say, "Listen, for at least for this last year, let's try to max out our potential. Let's see what we yeah, have. Man. Let's let's forget this tank talk. The NFC, the NFC South right now to me is wide open. It's it wide is. open. Like you, uh, you know, Winston is not, probably not coming back. So now nope. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need a quarterback." The Atlanta Falcons need a defense, an entire whole defense. A whole, whole <laughs> new need, 11. They need mm-hmm. a whole new 11. <laughs> they need yeah. something on the defense side of the football. 
So and the and the Saints, while they're a good team, they have an aging quarterback with a dying mm-hmm. arm. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> we we just got call it like it is, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> facts are facts. He starts he starts mm-hmm. shooting them, trying to shoot them bullets out there. They're gonna be nice and wobbly after a while. You gotta mm-hmm. call it like mm-hmm. it is, you know. And then the, here comes the whole Taysom Hill factor, where for some God. reason Sean Payton's been drinking and thinks Taysom Hill's a quarterback. So I don't yeah. know what's happened in New Orleans, but that gumbo is getting to everyone. So <laughs> <laughs> at this point, we have to just call it what it is. The NFC South is open, so I think the Panthers would be a good a good a good move. Um, the other team, honestly, the sitting there thinking about, I think, now granted, <laughs> we talking about the Raiders and mm-hmm. the Raiders will be, the Raiders got money. Um, yeah. and the Raiders team, I have to say the Raiders team is not far off from competing in that division. Like no. talent wise, the they problem, play much better than I expected last season. Exactly. They're a young team uh, yeah. too and they play well. But everybody knows what the true problem is in Oakland. It's the fact mm. that their car won't start. Oh my goodness. The car won't start. <laughs> <laughs> the car won't start. They have car issues. So No, you know what? I think I think the problem is that their car does start. <laughs> That's the problem. That's oh, y'all the, tough on, that's, oh, y'all that's tough on him. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> listen, they have, oh my what, goodness. listen, we're all black here, so we know this joke. What, what's the one yeah. thing the neighborhood black mechanic always says wrong with your car? It's the alternator. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr got an alternator problem. It's a problem <laughs> that we really can't diagnose. We don't really know but what's did, wrong. But didn't he just have one of his best seasons last year? Statistically, yeah. Statistically, I mean, yeah. what, what what more do you want? They love AB AB acted a donkey, <laughs> so that messed up things. Like uh, AB just, I mean, true. I mean, listen, I can see them probably going, but I we talked about this last time. John Gruden just looks fed up with Derek Carr. Like he do be looking like he, he want to punch him in the fed face. Up with Derek Carr, so it's just like he threw a pick, and, and John Gruden's just like. How many? How many more weeks until the off season? Because I'm getting rid of this guy. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. I, I mean, can't do. This. I mean, he might. He might not like him because he's not his quarterback. He didn't pick him. So that's why you don't he like him. Not, he might not like him. But he wants somebody that can run that, that spider Y two banana. That's what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he wants. I don't think Derek Carr is as bad as people like to make him out to be. Like he's, he's not. not tra- like, I, I, like, no, he's not trash. Some, like what was in Pittsburgh this past year? That's trash. Oh you know, yeah. Like Dear I'm God, just saying, yeah. like Derek Carr. Oh. Yeah. Derek Carr, he's a starting quarterback. He's solid. He's a solid quarterback. Like, no, no, he's definitely a solid quarterback. I, I think yeah. for him, I think Derek Carr needs to change the scenery, get out of Oakland or Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I think they moved. Out. Get out of there. Yeah, I, yeah. I think uh, uh, with Derek Carr, he's got all the physical ability. I think uh, what coaches don't like is his uh, his mentality or yeah. how he acts. I think I think it's personal. Like yeah. Gruden, probably just like I don't like the way he acts. I don't like the way he handles certain things. This is not my guy. I he, want him he's out. A, he's that's... a softer-minded individual, um, and <laughs> I think that's that's the that's going to be the key. John Gruden is kind of a man. Old like we, yeah, he's old school. He's yeah. brash as can be, and mm-hmm. we all know that about him. We've seen him on TV as a personality. We've seen him yep. as a coach. He is who mm-hmm. he is, and he's not changing. But I mean, he coaches hard. At, yeah, he coaches hard. So maybe that's just not a good fit for him. Um, I mean, maybe he go. Maybe if the if the if the Bears can't 
get Andy Dalton. Maybe Derek Carr is the guy that they go after to try and push Mitch Trubisky and say, listen, we will not pick up your fifth-year option if you can't beat him out in training camp. <laughs> Simple mm-hmm. as that. We're not going to do it. Makes You're going to walk off into free agency off your rookie deal. But um, mm-hmm. I think whatever the case may be, if they stick with Carr, if they get another quarterback, Everson Griffin, if they really want to like go forward with trying to compete, which I know John Gruden does, you can bring him in. And like you said, that NASCAR package. Max, um, the young kid that they drafted, Max Crosby, led the yeah. team with 10 sacks. Maurice Hurst from, uh, from Michigan can rush the passer. Cleveland Farrell oh, has yeah. to step up. He was he should not have been a top ten pick at all. But should still, not have been drafted there. If you want to, if you want to maximize the best, get the best out of him. You give him that one on one, his second yeah. and third year. Bring Everson Griffin in. Put Everson Griffin inside on those passing mm-hmm. downs, and you go after the passer. You have legit yep. three defensive ends and a defensive tackle that can push the pocket, and you get pressure. That helps your back end. That helps your linebackers. That helps everybody on defense. So I think the the Raiders would be – the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, would be a good spot because he can get paid, and potentially he can win some games and, and, and fight for that division. Because um, right now we don't know what's going to happen with the Chargers because Rivers is gone, and we don't know who yeah. is playing quarterback That's for them. Nice. And if they do, man, they're talking that Tyrod Taylor. Taylor nonsense. Oh, come on. Oh, listen. Really? I mean, that's what, yeah. I'm, I'm not, nope. I'm not doing it, Eugene. Nope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nope. I, man. Um, I mean, I, I took it I, th- I took it as a smoke screen because I'm, I'm like, like, for real, dude, Tyrod Taylor. That's what you're telling Tyrod, me. Tyrod, he, he's a solid starting quarterback, but it's just like, for me, uh, like they're going to go after somebody that they look at as a long term option. And yeah. That's that's the whole thing about it. you know Anthony Lynn's job is on the line too, uh, for more reasons than one. Yeah, it's what it is. Uh, yeah. So we know the we know we know the elephant in that. You know one. what it is. Yeah. So for his, for him getting that guy that can extend his coaching career in Los Angeles will be big. Mm-hmm. So whether it's Justin Herbert, I've heard some Teddy Bridgewater talk. Um, yeah. Which I, I I hope Teddy Bridgewater can get on the team. And becomes their starting quarterback, and I think he'll be a good one for for somebody for the next yeah. couple years. He's a good, he's a good, he's a good player. He needs another he chance. He does. Yeah. I, I think you know a lot of. I think he started his career out rocky, and then the, I think the knee yeah. injury was actually a blessing in disguise. Mm. I think it was a blessing. He he went and he stayed behind Breeze, and he learned. And yeah. I think that was good for him. Instead of him coming in to take over that Vikings team, and he he may not oh, just yeah. have been ready for it. So. Yeah, um, like getting him, getting him under Sean Payton. I think that's what that's that's what that's what really turned his, his uh, career around. Yeah, I think that helped him a lot because we saw a different guy that six mm-hmm. game stretch when when, uh, when Drew Brees was out. But I, just, mm-hmm. I mean, yep. for me, Everson Griffin can land in one of these. Land, I think Carolina or uh, like I said, I would look at Oakland. Um, but like you said, Dallas is a good one as well. And if he just wants to stay home, like Shannon said, take it, take a solid deal. Um, yeah. Right now, I don't know what money they have because Kirk Cousins' deal and they paid Daniil Hunter and they paid what Stephon okay. Diggs and they paid Adam Thielen. Mm. It, it, they got mm-hmm. a lot of they, 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 they might paid not Kyle Rudolph right. last year, and they still got to and they yeah, they still got to pay Dalvin Cook because he's talking about he want to hold out. Listen, mm. I don't yeah. know what well, they were thinking. Well, he's not going back there. No, I, <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking because they drafted Irv Smith. I think you should have just went with Irv Smith and you should have traded Kyle Rudolph 
to the Patriots or the yep. Panthers or somebody that wanted them. So you Some didn't have to use that where? extra money. You could use that somewhere else. But um, but it is what it is. It is what it yeah. is. Um, next guy mm-hmm. up, Chris Harris, man, the corner from Denver. We mm. and I don't know if he's like a full. Mm. T- I don't know if he's fully a free agent yet. I don't know if they released him or they're planning to or they're going to trade him. But I know he's on the market. I know that for a fact. He's on the market. So yeah, Chris Harris. He, is yeah, he's a free agent. Yeah, I, I would say I, I know he was mm. coming up on on being a free agent, but he's thirty one years old, guys. Like legitimately, yeah, he's, mm. a, he's still mm. a that good. Things. He's still a good player, but he's of course on that other side of thirty. Um, mm-hmm. and you know how they feel about players outside of the quarterback position and punters and mm-hmm. kickers outside of the age of 30. Um, so with him being on the market for the you know the first time, really, um, Shannon, what, what are your thoughts on him and, and where you think he should go? Hmm. Did the post who's in the Patriots secondary besides um, Gilmore, um, the quarterback that just won. Yeah, who else is back there? Uh, we got Gilmore, J.C. Jackson, Jonathan Jones, Jawan Williams. We have a lot of young guys with him. Um, a lot of young guys. Okay. I'm thinking about the Rams um, because I know Ramsey is there, and yeah. the cornerback from I think the cornerback from Detroit. I think you might have shared that actually, where he was yeah. saying like it would be nasty if those two got together. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing for the Rams right now was money because yeah. who they're paying. Um, mm-hmm. Signing somebody like. Chris, he might not cost as much. He could be a solid player. You could sign him to a two-year deal, two, three-year kind of deal type of thing. Maybe even a one-year deal like Josh Roman just got. Um, I'm just trying to think about places he can go and have another strong cornerback. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm, I'm first. I'm saying I'm saying the Rams. I'm thinking the Rams right now. I that is a that's actually a very good point when you look at the Rams. And I was telling. Um, I was telling Ryan, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much when I look at the Rams, the Rams need to extend Ramsey from, from the, the information mm-hmm. I've, I've looked at and the research I've done to kind of to their, to the contract and their money. Cause right now they have, uh, the Rams, if, if I'm not mistaken, they have around 14, 15 mil or something like that, almost 20 mil. If they extend mm-hmm. Ramsey, that, that cause mm-hmm. that's going to be the key. If they can extend Ramsey. It's going to open up a lot of money. So open up like, I think 10 million extra dollars. So extending him mm-hmm. is going to be big. So if they can extend Ramsey, cut a couple smaller tier guys, and open up some money, they can get a Chris Harris. And I don't th- like you said. I don't think he should cost a whole lot. He shouldn't cost a ton. Um, he's not going. He's not going to demand no. or acquire top cornerback money because, hey, your age. You know, you're not you're not the same player you were four years ago. So if they if they well, can get right. him, that is actually a really good sign because then. You have your you have yourself two versatile shutdown type corners with those mm-hmm. younger guys in the secondary with Aaron Donald up front and I, it could make it, they can make some noise with that they can make some noise with that I like that a lot yeah mm-hmm. so what'd you, what'd I was looking you at the NFC North hmm. Hmm? I was saying, I was looking at the NFC North and the Vikings just lost. Uh, Mackenzie Adder, who was their nickel cornerback, he's a free agent as well, so he probably's not going to come back. So Chris Harris would be a decent replacement there because Minnesota's got to do their whole secondary over again. Um, now I was thinking about the Bears because they lost, uh, they losing Prince and Mukamal, mm-hmm. and they're off interest as a number corner. Chris could be somebody would have to help out on that other side, but that, that age is 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 a factor because nobody wants a cornerback over thirty anymore. I mean, he's still a good player. 
but he's um, you're going to get about a good what two to three years out of him, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. So you got to make sure whatever deal he gets, he's got to be front loaded. So that way you're not stuck with him when he's like 34 and can't run anymore like Josh Norman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you thought about two shots in this yeah, episode. That, yeah. You thought about two or three shots in this episode. I can't lie to you. I love it. So it's all good. Um, oh. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I, when I look at Chris Harris, man, um, a team that – I mean, right now, we all know that, that they're going to be losing a top corner. Dallas. Dallas, look at him. He's, you know, depending on his, if you're in the $15 million range, I think you're fine. Um, you work out that deal. If you're out this whole Dak Prescott and the Cooper situation, I, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather pay Dak Prescott than tag Amari Cooper. Because I don't think Amari Cooper, Minty's not that type of player where he's going to say, listen, I'm holding out. He's not that selfish player. He's, he's very selfless. So... You could probably get away with tagging Amari Cooper and him not tripping rather than Dak Prescott like, you know what, I'm not showing up. So if you could do that and flip who you use the tag on, um, then you it should open up some money and you can get a Chris Harris who can come in and be your probably your number two and allow Chadobia Wouzier to be the number one and see if he can blossom mm. in that top corner. Um another mm. another team that I, I think would would probably be a good fit for him. Because uh, he, he's a versatile guy. He can play zone and man. Um, and he thrives well in man. You're Eagles. You're Eagles. Like, yeah. you guys oh, have yeah. struggled with drafting corners. So I, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give you an analogy. So you everybody knows that Bill Belichick is one of the greatest minds in football. But one thing Belichick has always struggled with has been rookie receivers. <laughs> and lo and behold, mm-hmm. it did not stop in 2019 because Nikhil Henry had a bad <laughs> season. So it is what it is. But... He does well with veterans who already know how to play. They're already used to absorbing playbooks, uh, understanding schemes, and everything else. He's good with veterans. So what the Eagles have struggled with, rookie corners, guys that they have to develop. How about go and get yeah. a veteran guy? A la, mm-hmm. similar to yeah. what you guys did with Michael, with Michael Jenkins when you guys went and signed, yeah. got him from, uh, when you guys went and got him from the Saints. So you bring him yeah. in, and he can still be a number one corner. Don't get me wrong. You guys still have a, a nice defensive line. You can still get after the passer. Plus, you can add some pass rush with this draft class that we have right now. So I'm just mm-hmm. saying, the Eagles can go out there because you will need him. He's a guy that can follow and travel the Amari Coopers, the Michael Gallups of the world. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? And go after a lot of those other – you know, that you need somebody that can cover Terry McLaurin. In Washington, oh God, that yes. young budding star. Because if you don't mm-hmm. cook you, he's he's going to cook you, man. So you need to find that, and not even just that, but Sterling Shepard is a good receiver in New York, and of course mm-hmm. Darius Slayton, the rookie that came on late last yeah. year as well, who can make plays. You need someone that can come and add some some versatility as well as leadership. And tutelage to that to those young guys. Maybe oh, yeah. he comes in as a veteran mind and unlocks the key. He has the key to unlock the potential in Sidney Jones, and in in Avante Maddox, and teach those young guys not just technique, but how to be a pro, how to watch film, mm-hmm. how to study, how to get better. If he can do mm-hmm. that, that helps you guys not just in the meantime, but in the future as well. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. It makes like makes perfect sense. I mean, they're not going to do it. 
because no. um, just Holly Roseman just went on record and said he's not signing anybody over thirty. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, okay, all right. You want to go so young? Much okay, age all right. Discrimination fine. out here, man. There's so much yes. age discrimination. <laughs> age shame. Age shaming. Age shaming cats because they're thirty-one, thirty-two years yeah. old. Meanwhile, yeah. most people are like I'm in the problem of my life. Like, exactly. <laughs> 30, what happened to thirty being a new twenty? Like, I thought right. that was a new twenty, man. Like NFL yeah. owners and GMs are like, Nah, you're old, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because they tried to trade for him uh, last season and the season before. They had interest in him. They want him there. Now it's like, all right, we gotta go young now. We can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't. I get what they I get what they're trying to do, but I mean and Chris Harris would make sense. But you know, they just they they just want to rip it up and start all over again. They lost faith in all their cornerbacks. So it, it would be a perfect place to, to have him start. Because I, I I could put Chris Harris as my as my slot corner and have him groom and I would draft two guys and have him help groom them. Right. But you know that's not that's not what Howie wants to do. And that's so. part of the reason why go. I was thinking somebody like Ramsey or just another strong cornerback because mm-hmm. he wouldn't be asked to do as much. And if they're going to play the age card, you have another dominant. Like you're not even the main guy. So right. I, exactly. I think it would yeah. help if he could have somebody to compliment what he does. And I, I was, and that's a great yeah. point too because remember, let's, let's take a, a trip back to memory lane real quick. Remember the Jets team when they had um, Antonio Cromartie and Darrell Rivas? Mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah. were able to, if anybody remembers how they how dominant they were able to be on defense, they, and I, listen, I know firsthand because I saw how they terrorized Brady. Mm-hmm. They sent pressure all the time because they had mm-hmm. the ability to play down defense. They did not need their safeties were playing closer to the line of scrimmage. They're playing more underneath. Yeah. So the, so they did quick hitters with the quarterback and those quick uh, option routes, those quick mm-hmm. hitters. So, and, and all Cromarty and Revis did was say, listen, you put us on the outside on the island and we're shutting it down. And that's what you can kind of We're shutting it down. Mm-hmm. And, and, and build that. And But the thing about it is that defense didn't have Aaron Donald. <laughs> that Jets defense didn't have the type of pass right. rusher exactly. and dominant player on their yeah. D-line that this Rams defense has. So you telling me I, I have yeah. Aaron Donald who's, who already commands double and teams. So if he's doing that, yeah. I got two guys that can go man to man. I can send my young safety Taylor Rapp off of blitz at the position. Send linebackers, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. I'm just that, that's a that's a really good point you made. Mm-hmm. Really good point. So hey man, all I know is uh, NFL teams, let's stop age shaming. These guys, yeah. these guys don't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, yeah, they're a little long in the tooth per se, but they're still quality. Look at that, Roseman. You tripping, man? You know what I'm saying? You tripping out here, especially since you haven't been able to develop yeah. these young. Yeah, corners. he um. Just say. Yo, they have not drafted a good cornerback since 2003. Uh. <laughs> Seventeen years. And that, Seventeen years. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I went back and looked. Yeah, I went back and looked, and the best they drafted two cornerbacks in the first and second round in two thousand and three. They both made the Pro Bowl. Mm. It's been it's been a list of trash, 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 trash ever since. <laughs> I, I, but I you know, you, I what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Another another name, and we're sticking with the D line before we switch over to uh, to some of these questions we have. Um, when I the Dominican the Dominican Sue man, the Dominican Sue has kind of been mm. he's been going off of the one year deals, one to two year deals the past uh, two years. Yeah. So mm-hmm. coming off a good season with he came off a good season with the Rams when they went to the Super Bowl, but I tell you what he did in Tampa mm-hmm. Bay. With with um, sitting, uh, sitting beside Vita Vea, there's a reason the Bucks were the top ranked rush defense in the league. Those two physical mm-hmm. Shaq Barrett owe him some money. Hey, bro, one on one, he is getting one on one, and he mm-hmm. was feasting off that one on one. So I I, I want to go out and throw out there Nadamikin Sue's name real quick because uh, we can't get to this whole list of defensive guys, but. The Dominican Sue is an intriguing one because I'm looking at teams that could use him. You know, the Rams used him and the Rams ran a 3 4 yeah. defense. The Bucks used him and they ran a 4 3. That shows his versatility. Um, just real quick, yeah. Shannon, mm-hmm. what, what, is, what is the team you think the Dominican Sue would benefit? I think he should stay right where he's at. I mean, I know I keep saying that with these guys, but I think he should stay because for everything you just said, um, he, as, as many people that he's playing with that is just as talented as him, it allows him like he's not being double teamed as much as he may be somewhere else if he's the main guy. Um, so I think staying right there, like I think Tampa Bay is on to something. So I think staying there is perfect for him. I agree. I like yeah, that. that makes sense. Like it's yeah, I think so too. That, I mean, t- they, Tampa got something right there with that line. If they can keep Shaq Barrett and the Dominican, they got something going on. Yeah, with that line, I would really say, yeah, I say, I say, he stay home. I, I think it's, I, I agree with you. It's a clean sweep. Staying home, uh, staying in Tampa. I think you you resign for like two more years. And, and well, you know, one thing we didn't hear, mm-hmm. we didn't hear mm-hmm. about his attitude. We didn't hear about any like nope. weird antics nope. with him and other players. No foolishness. Right. None of he was <laughs> just a dominant player. He made plays. He helped sure bring up their pass rushers. And and the one key, the one guy I know for a fact that will love to have both of his big beasts in front of him, Devin White. Devin White and Levante David mm-hmm. <clears throat> in that linebacker yes. course, mm-hmm. knowing that your offensive lineman can't get to me as quickly as they want right. to because if they if they just slip incorrectly, if they make the wrong move and throw those big guys free, your quarterback is getting crushed. So... We have to pay attention. We mm-hmm. have to keep those two big guys in the control. They can control two gaps. They're two gappers. They can control two gaps, which means your athletic linebackers can roam. And and, and they, like we, I always talk about how yep. Ray Lewis benefited so much from Haloli Nata. I was just about to say that. Because Haloli yeah. Nata mm-hmm. allowed him to roam and be the player, be the just a natural athlete yeah. Along with his intelligence. So if Devin White and Levante David can start running sideline to sideline, they can start blitzing. They can start doing so many different creative mm-hmm. things defensively because of having that dominant front four. That's big. That is really big for them. Um, yep. So, I mean, yep. like I, was said, just, I, I was think they're on that. I was going to use that Ray Lewis example as well. I, I, I was going to mention the Ray Lewis guys. thing because that's yeah. the truth. Like. He needed he we he he begged for a nigga that at that point he was like oh I need some help up front you know not that it takes anything away from him but you're able to do more when you got bodies up there you know taking care of those guys exactly I mean these line these these linemen are three hundred three ten three twenty they're these some big fellas man and and, and 
You can have one of the strong. You got the strongest linebacker, but trying to get a three hundred pounder up off of you is easier said than done. So if it's I a lot can, of work, exactly. So and and it tires those linebackers out when they have to sit there and try to avoid them, try to block shed, try to try to hold yep. up at the point of attack. But if you can keep them off of me, I can stay clean. Mm-hmm. I can flow to the ball. I can I can get to the running backs. I can get to the tight ends. I can take away those mm-hmm. underneath routes. Mm-hmm. I have enough energy to come fourth quarter to make those Ray Lewis game ceiling interceptions to make that big yeah. blow to that offensive player and cause that game ending fumble. I can make those plays, and that's the thing. So I mm-hmm. think the Dominican Sue should stay. And I also think, from a leadership standpoint, I think he actually helped. Um, and granted, we're not in the locker room. We don't know the the, the dynamics and the relationship that he and and uh, Vita Vea had. But I believe that they had. It seemed like they had a good working relationship on the field. And if he can continue uh-huh. to teach Vita Vea some things, Vita Vea, his ceiling can just continue to climb as a player. So I th- I, yeah. I like the fact that he if he stays home, I think it, it really helps them continue that that move that Bruce Arians and company wants to make with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Let me, let me yeah. go one more. We, we've stuck in the trenches for so much. So let's go back to, let's go back to corner. I'm still going to go to my last corner. Um, Bradley Roby, mm-hmm. Bradley Roby, you know, remember he got traded mm-hmm. from Denver to Houston. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he yeah. had a pick, he had a pick six against the Patriots. He was out there locking cats up against the Patriots. He mm-hmm. played some good football for the most part. Um, and he's only 28, so no age shaming NFL for this nope. young guy. He's, tw- <laughs> he's, tw- he's 28 years old. He's on the right side of 30. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and he's a good corner. He's a good. He's not. He's not a shutdown guy. He's not a, a a true lockdown number one guy. But he's a number two, number three guy all day long, in my opinion. And I think mm-hmm. if you have that 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 number one corner, it makes sense. And I'll put it to you. Like this, everybody, most people who know me knows that I was a very strong critic of Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters mm. with the Rams, I'll go back. Marcus Peters with the Chiefs was one of the most overrated players I saw because they kept calling him shut down. I'm like, he's not a shutdown corner, but he's a playmaker. He's a guy mm-hmm. that will force and, and bait your quarterback into these short throws. He will jump it. He'll take it to the house. We see. You saw him do it against Russell Wilson with your Ravens. And he, was, he wasn't even on the team long. That's the crazy part about it. He was only on the mm-hmm. team for maybe a week or two. And he's out there making, making those plays. And you guys kept him away from having to guard the number one corner week in and week out. That's not who he is. That's mm-hmm. not who Bradley Roby is. But Bradley Roby, to me, is similar. Can have a similar impact because you guys have Marlon Humphreys, uh, one, of the better, one of the best corners in the game. Can cut mm-hmm. for anywhere. Mm-hmm. Follow any receiver. So when you got a guy like that, you say, okay, well, I'm playing against the Chiefs. Marlon Humphreys, I'm putting you on, on, on Tyreek, on Cheetah. Peters, I'll put you on Sammy Watkins. You know, mm-hmm. I can put you on the second guy. That's kind of what I see a role for Bradley Roby, um, putting him on that number two, number three guy and really, like, even out your, your defensive backfield. So what are some, uh, uh, you know, Shannon, of course, sticking with you, what is some, what is a fit for you? What is a team you think should go after uh, Bradley Roby if he does not return to Houston? See, like, cornerback is a need. DB's parade is a need for the Ravens, right? Mm-hmm. So you just gave a you just gave a good rundown of why Marcus Peters was good for us. But we don't know if Jimmy, if Jimmy Smith is coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Brandon Carr is coming back. 
um, Tavon Young can't stay healthy. No. So I wouldn't be – if we let's say we were to lose Jimmy and Brandon Carr and you still have Tavon Young, but his, his health is up in the air, right? I wouldn't be against bringing in Bradley because him back there with Marlon and Mark Peters, I mean, like you said, we can put them in different positions to do different things. You got the one, you got the two, you do this, you do that. I just feel like with how we mix it up back there and the fact that we might lose guys that have been key – you know, players. I don't. I wouldn't be against us getting him, but it comes down to the price. You know, because my thing is, if we're going to pay him, I would rather you bring Jimmy Smith back because that's somebody that we know. Like we know right. we're going to get out of Jimmy Smith too. It's just that his health. If he's not injured, he's suspended, and that's Jimmy Smith's issue. But when he's healthy and on the field, he's also can be a top five cornerback. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like it depends on what we do with who we have or who we had. But I, I wouldn't be against him coming to the Ravens. I think that would be a good thing. And, and even, no, I was about to say the Steelers, but no, because, no, they don't have anybody <laughs> back there. Nope, mm. never mind. Anywhere he can go to be a compliment. Like you said, you're not trying to make him be the number one guy. I right. think that he would be a great addition to a lot of teams. Yeah. What say you, Eugene? Um, Philly. <laughs> I... I, yeah, yeah, I love Bradley Roby. This is the guy that I want in free agency. I mean, the the talk around here is Byron Jones. Like, they're like how he's going to be at Byron Jones' door at midnight when free agency happens. But I think they're going to get outbid for Byron Jones. Probably. I, like, somebody's going to come with stupid money. I think they're going to get outbid because Eagles don't got, don't got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But Bradley Roby, I've been watching him for a little while now. He... He fits perfectly into the Eagles' defensive scheme because how they play their corners, they like to play uh, off-man coverage. They got, you know, they got the single high in the back, and they like to play off-man coverage. They don't press a lot. They don't, they, they don't want to put their hands on the receiver. They just want to, want to sit back, and they want to react to the, uh, to the throw that if it comes out fast. And that plays right into Bradley Roby's strength because he's got that quick uh, click and close. He can, he can run. He's got the hips to flip his hips to, uh, to run with the receivers. And he reacts to what's in front of him very fast. That's what that's what I saw when he when he made that pick six. I'm like he reacted so fast to yeah. what was happening in front of him. So that's that's exactly how the Eagles want their corners to play. And like he's not afraid to stick his nose in there and tackle. I mean he's a corner, so they don't really tackle a whole lot anyway. But he's not afraid to stick his nose in there and tackle when he has to. I I and he and as far as money goes, he is going. He made about ten million last. This year, so you give him a little bump up and and pay, so he'll take probably like eleven, twelve million, something like that. That's not going to kill you. That's that's below market. At, that's like yeah, that's below market value because uh, usually the top guys start at thirteen and go up from there. Mm-hmm. He's not one of the top guys, so you give him a little bit less, he'll take that because it's still a raise. I would love to have him in Philly. That he it makes perfect sense, and he's under thirty, so we're not age shaming. It, it makes perfect sense, so it's probably not going to happen in Philly. So, either if I would love him in Philly. Um, it, he might work in Pittsburgh because, you know, they got Minka right there doing everything, but they still don't have that's, a whole that's lot. That's their savior. Their, yeah, savior. their lord and savior. All <laughs> praise Minka. Yeah, all praise Minka. <laughs> <laughs> but he do everything back there. So, but he still, they still, it was, it would be nice for them to have a corner back there. 
Because that defense is very is, is up and coming. They they have a good it young is. defense right there. It is. And you add another corner that that's just going to make them even scarier. But my first choice would be I would have Bradley Roby in Philadelphia today if it was up to me. True, I feel you. And, and listen, he would be a, a good a, a good addition in Philly um, and in Baltimore. And I, I always mm. said this, especially with the came to the Ravens, because I've seen them so much. Certain players just kind of fit the mold. Mm-hmm. And um, Bradley Roby, Jadavion Klein, the two guys I easily could see. You know, Chris Harris, same thing. I could easily see them if, if they if they put on a jersey with the uh, Baltimore Ravens jersey. They to me, they were like, okay, they, they that's a fit. They look like a Raven. Um, every, Ravens, yeah. yeah, everybody can't do that. You know, we've seen players come and put on Raven jersey and like, nope, nope, this ain't gonna work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We've seen it. So oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we've seen it. So I think Ravens and the, the Eagles are, are actually really good fits. Um, a team for me, I barely the mm-hmm. Lamar having Kyle Fuller. I think that and remember they lost. Uh, I think it was Bryce Callahan, who was a uh, Callahan. Yeah. yeah, they lost him a, uh, about two. I think last off season, last free agency. Yeah. So now you really get another guy, and, and you want that you you get this the secondary back to where you are comfortable because you you truly believe and hope that your front four stays healthy this year. Akeem Hicks is healthy. Khalil Mack is healthy. Everybody's healthy. She could look the way she could get back to that, what, 2018 season and put the 2019 season behind you defensively in, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, another team I think will be, he will be a fit for. Um, honestly, I look at the New Orleans Saints. Outside of Marshawn Lattimore, I, you know. What else is there? Yeah. yeah. It, it's a, it's a, it's a, whew, those, those guys, man. They, they Those corners look like non-skaters at the roller rink. Like, they are constantly <laughs> getting beat. Their their feet are just terrible. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Eli Apple has look, he's looked good in spurts, but I mean, come on, man. It's not consistent. Uh, uh, Apple yeah. is rotten after a while, and he got he was rotten quite a few times <laughs> in 2019. I mean, PJ Williams. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he he's a big physical guy, but he you know I mean hey he got I mean, Kyle Rudolph mossed him. You know what I'm saying? Like he he's not he's not the guy. So I think. Putting a guy, guy right opposite of of um, Marshawn Lattimore is big for them because they got a good pass rush. Davenport's coming along. Cam Jordan is a dog. Mm-hmm. Sheldon Rankins is a beast inside. They got Demario mm-hmm. Davis at linebacker. They linebacker core is solid. They got good safeties. They need to have another guy <laughs> that they can trust and rely on at the cornerback position. So I think I think all of those options are are really good options. So. Um, so you got Logan Ryan. You got a lot of different options, you know, who help bolster a uh, defensive backfield. But we can't get to everybody on the show. But um, mm. let's let's shift gears real quick because we as we get to the last ending, and, and I'm gonna let uh, Shannon take over and ask the fan questions that we have. Shout out to everybody in the group that uh, sent us questions, mm-hmm. um, and we'll kind of go around and answer those questions. Well, but free agency, and gonna keep it. I know everybody loves the point, loves scoring. But these guys, come on, defense wins championships. Defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so the first I'll ask is gonna rank the three best in the table. Eugene? You wanna go first or should I? Okay, all right. Um I say uh first one is uh Yannick. He's just a pure pass rusher. He gets after it. He I mean he got a speed rush that's a problem for anybody. Yes. Uh second 
I would say, uh, I, you know, I, second I'll say uh, uh, Shaq Barrett because um, he, he's kind of similar to uh, Yannick. He's got a mean speed rush. He's got, both of them are super defensive ends, so get, they, you're going to have your issues against the run, but they going they they can give tackles trouble because they're fast and so athletic. And if they got somebody on the other side of them that defensive have to pay attention to, it just makes it that much easier. And I say third one, you I I guess you got to say Jadavion Clowney, not for the sack production, but the threat that he poses and the uh, and the havoc that he causes. Mm-hmm. Just by being on the field, like he had, like you know, guys just have to change their game plan just because he's there. So, right, that would be my top three right there. Okay, Damian, what about you? Ah, is Yannick is easily the best. Like you know, and he is probably more, mm-hmm. he's probably the more athletic, the most athletic rusher on the, the market. Um, so I, I roll with him. Um, <clears throat> this one, this was tough for me because I, I let Barrett. I'm the way he got franchise tag. Both did, but whatever. Uh, I I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Evans uh, Ever number two. Like I say he's like I said we don't age shame here, guys. Uh, the NFL does, we don't. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's 32 years old, but you know that he still can get after, it, and he has that he he adds that versatility inside and out uh, as a rusher mm-hmm. as well. And third, I'm gonna put Jadavion Clowney at third. Uh, I think Clowney. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and this is literally me going off of his off of his talent. Clowney could be an eight to mm-hmm. ten sack guy. Um, he just it's, mm-hmm. the one thing about it, like, I always I always try to you know inform uh, what's what's my what's our resident uh, buffoon Ryan, um, uh, my guy. Yeah. Ryan. Shout, <laughs> shout out to shout out to Hurley, man. I always try to educate Hurley. Talk about um, me taking <laughs> shots. <laughs> I always try to educate Ryan. <laughs> He he also the pressure sacks. The difference is <laughs> the difference between pressure and sack is one finishes and one closes, and the other one doesn't. Clowney will get so close mm. to getting a sack, but he doesn't close, or the quarterback gets the mm-hmm. ball out. So he just it just means you got to win mm-hmm. a second earlier, and that, and that and that consistency. So I think and he, I think he can do it. I think he can get that ten sack, eleven, twelve sack season. Like I said, I don't think he's the bet a, a top five pass rusher, but I think he can get up there in the in the double digits of sacks and the low double digits and, and to add to his value. I think he is the third best pass rusher mm-hmm. on the market. Okay, did you say that um, they um, franchise tag Barrett? Yeah, yeah, they were they were either the did they? was that they were going to, they were going to. I'll put it like okay. that. Uh, they were going to. That okay, because I didn't say anything. About, I mean, he was he was going to be on my list, but I'm like, if he's being franchise tag, then it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I'll just give mine quickly. Yeah. Um, in no particular order for me. I like Dante Fowler, um, and I say that because I feel like with the opportunity he was given with the Rams, he took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's even having uh, Ar- Ar- I'm sorry, Aaron Donald there as well, taking away some of the the. He made, but he still made the most of his opportunities. Based on his, mm. I feel like he would be a great pass rusher to have. Um, Gannick probably is the best to me um, for one because of his age, and we saw what he was able to do last year. Didn't have double digit sex, but eight sex isn't that bad. Um, and I think that he would be great for any team up and coming or more. 
I kind of want a lot of them to get away from Jack from Jacksonville. I don't know what's going on down there, but it doesn't seem like people are really. It's not working out down there. So no. for his sake, I want him to leave and go somewhere else. I think he could be productive. Mm. If he even got with like a um, a Bill Belichick, you know, I can't imagine what he would be like under Bill. Um, and then mm. third, I'm not going to say Clowney only because to me that's obvious. Um, so I will say Barrett, if they did not franchise take him, he would be one of the top pass rushers out here as well. I like that. Yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah, Dante, Dante Fowler had a quiet 11 and a half sacks real, last real year. Quiet. He was, he was Yo, getting it out. You talking quiet? You mean death? Because I don't think anybody knew yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody knew that he had 11 yeah. and a half sacks. I know. I yeah, did. He, so did I did well. he did well. He did well. He did well. He did well. Shout out to him. I, I, I didn't even so mention him myself. So <laughs> <laughs> another, <laughs> another fan question is: um, Who are some under the radar linebackers and safeties? I'll leave that to you guys because you probably watch more film on teams than I do to even answer that question. So, um, <laughs> under the radar linebackers and safeties. I would say. All right, first one. Um, I like I like pa- I like Patrick Owasu. I like him. Um, he he. I guess he kind of underachieved a little bit in Baltimore. He got he got he, he they, you know they he got the starting job and they had to take it away from him. But he's a a, a tall kid, former safety in college. Uh, he's got range. He's got speed, and he and he plays that aggressive type type of defense that that people love. Um, somebody's going to give him uh, somebody's going to give him a contract. He's going to get paid. Um, another one is very, very, very under the radar. Uh, uh, he played. He played for the Eagles uh, last year. Camus Grugier Hill, um, another six two two thirty. Play. He's he's excellent on special teams. He's a he's a monster on special teams. Um, he has worked to put on weight, and he's. He made he he won the starting uh, linebacker job, starting middle linebacker job in uh, training camp, mm-hmm. but he tore up his knee. And so, but really, what he is, he's a converted safety. He played safety in college. Um, runs a four four, and still runs a four four at two hundred thirty pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's a guy. He's a guy that just needs a chance. Uh, last year was supposed to be his chance, but he got injured. And when he came back, he got injured again, and he lied about his injury. So the team, so between him and the team, it's like bad blood. They would definitely bring him back, but it's bad blood between the team. Neither neither side trusts each other. So he's going to be a free agent, and you can get him for dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. I mean, like dirt cheap, because at very worst he'll be he'll be a captain of your special teams. Yeah. So he's he's a very under the radar guy. That's two two guys that I, I could think of. Um, Damien. So for me, <clears throat> two guys I, I want to mention is uh, Corey Littleton from the Los Angeles Rams, inside linebacker. He's twenty six years old. Um, I believe he had like one hundred and thirty four tackles last year, uh, and, and, and you know five QB hits, four sacks. You know he, he he makes plays on the ball, and he got better. From year to year, <clears throat> and I, he can cover. He's he's an athletic guy that can go sideline to sideline as well. He's not a, he's he's not a guy that you want to have sitting in the middle and allowing. You know, you have a small defensive line. That's not the guy you want because he's not that big. So he's not going to handle those those blocks very well. So you want to have he wants to be in a team a team 
Um, I would like to see him, you know, with the Chicago Bears, with that big defensive front they have um, in that 3-4 scheme, um, kind of replacing my, the next guy on my list, Danny Trevathan. Danny Trevathan mm-hmm. is 30 years old, but Danny Trevathan can ball. He can drop in mm-hmm. coverage, he can blitz, rush the passer, and he can stuff his he stuffs his face into the into the fray. Into he gets into the trash and he goes in for the tackle. He has no yep. problem. He has no problem uh, against the run. And he's a guy that I don't think will cost you a whole lot either. Um, and he's a veteran. He's a veteran. Now, if I'm not mistaken, he is a Super Bowl champion. He was with the 2015 mm-hmm. Broncos, so he knows mm-hmm. what it's like to win in the playoffs, and he, he knows what it's like to win. Period. So mm-hmm. uh, I think he's a, he'll be a good fit at linebacker um, as well. I think those two are two of my more underrated linebackers on free agency, and I think they could really help defenses. Mm-hmm. Um. So the next fan question is: um, Who are some defensive free agents that won't break the bank? But will have the biggest impact. Eugene, hmm. um, I would say Dante Fowler. You're not going to pay a whole lot for Dante. Uh, I think market value for him is like 14 mil. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got, and he's going, and he's going to give you bang for your buck. I mean, he's he's a speed rusher off the edge. Anybody could use that. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I would say, uh. Uh, Kendall Fuller from the Chiefs. He's only 25 years old, and he was he's a, he's a, a really good uh, slot cornerback. He's got some upside to where he can you can put him on the outside, but he's not going to cost you a whole lot of money either. He's coming off his rookie deal. Um, he made the game winner interception in the Super Bowl, and, but and, but nobody you know nobody's talking about. He's not mentioned when you talk about uh, top free agent corners. He's way 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 down that right, list. Right. Yeah. So he's gonna get he's gonna get uh, a relatively team friendly deal from somebody, but you're gonna get a starting cornerback. He's gonna be one of your top three cornerbacks and he's gonna solidify uh that position and he's not gonna get burned a whole lot. Mm-hmm. No, he shouldn't at least. Um, yeah, well, yeah, he shouldn't. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for if you do we got a problem. Exactly. Facts on that. Um just looking at you know, just looking at the defenders it's it's a lot of guys that could really that can really make a lot of plays for you that shouldn't cost a lot. Um but one name I'm not sure now this is me not I'm not sure what's gonna happen with him. And I'm I'm you know, 'cause I don't know if he's gonna retire, I don't know if he's you know, he's only thirty one. Snacks Harrison. Um the Detroit oh, Lions still hanging around. Yeah, Detroit Lions, you know, they got rid of him, but he's he still believes he has a lot left in the tank. Um, you know, and I saw his interview, and he, you know, he was a little emotional. You know, and he still believes he can play. He battled some injuries last year, but we know he is one of the best run defenders and two gappers in yeah. the league when healthy. And as we, as I just talked about with, um, and we talked about earlier, even with Ray Lewis and a lot, of, a lot of those other guys, you have a big guy like him in the middle. He can really help transform your front. That mm-hmm. he will help give your edge rushers one on ones and allow those guys to win. So. He shouldn't cost a whole lot. Defensive tackles that don't push the pocket as much as pat, you know, in the past passing game, they won't command top dollar. But I think he can have mm-hmm. a huge impact, and it won't directly be his uh, his uh, stat sheet. It could be the guys around him and how he impacts how mm-hmm. effective they can be. Right. Um, and another guy, that, I mean, hey, it is what it is. It's the truth is the truth. I look at Jimmy Smith. 32 years old, like I said, you know, on the other side of 30. He's had his injuries. 
But I, I think, I do think his time in Baltimore is up. I think you guys go a different direction. Um, maybe get a little bit younger as well. You know, more health. The guys that are going to be healthier. But if he he can go to a team where he legitimately isn't the number one, he possibly isn't the number two. He could be the number three, and they allow him to be more of a matchup guy. And I, I'm waiting for the, the NFL to really start doing this because Bill Belichick did it. I've seen Bill Belichick and other coaches do it. Remember when we had Brandon Browner and Darrell Revis? Belichick used mm-hmm. Brandon Browner because of his size and his length against tight ends. Right. And because he knew, Belichick knew, hey, I, will, I probably will never have a linebacker that's 225 pounds. Belichick loves the overweight linebacker. He loves those big, bulky linebackers to play mm. downhill against the run. I think he needs to get out of that now because the, the league is getting a little too fast for that. But mm-hmm. if you have if you have a linebacker core that guys that draw that are more more suited for zone coverage and you struggle against tight ends, I'm telling you right now, you take you bring a Jimmy Smith in and then and you have him against the Travis Kelsey Travis Kelsey's the George Kittles, the Zach Ertz of the world, you put him against those, that's, that's the matchup you want. You want mm-hmm. to take away the tight end from those star quarterbacks. Carson Wentz's favorite option is Zach Ertz. You know Pat mm-hmm. Mahomes loves Travis Kelsey. Jimmy G yeah. loves, um, loves George, George Kittle. Kittle. So I think Jimmy Smith can not only play a role in covering receivers but could really be huge especially in the red zone well you know right now we know we are in the age where tight ends are splitting out and turning into big receivers mm-hmm. why big not receivers. why not cover a big receiver with a big corner yeah i actually was i was going to say jimmy smith as well um for everything that you just said i would prefer the ravens to bring him back because like i said i know that when he's on the field he's he can play at a top five corner level period and just being here and knowing him and being used to him, I would like for him to come back. Um, but not only him, I mentioned earlier, um, Brandon Carr. Mm-hmm. You know, Brandon Carr is a solid mm-hmm. DB. Like, yeah. I mean, he might not be flashy and can't do a lot of the things. And people might say that he gets targeted when he's on the field. But at the same time, he's dependable. He's a great leader and he's a great locker room guy. So bringing him in on your team, he's not going to cost a lot because, again, his age. Um, but he can add a lot to your team by bringing him in. So, um, Jimmy Smith was one of mine as well, but I also think Brandon Cause will be a solid addition to any team. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So the last question we have is, which defensive player do you think will be overpaid? Eugene? That's easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clowny? <laughs> Clowny? <laughs> Clowny? That's an easy one. <laughs> yes, somebody, that's, that's easy money somebody right Somebody's going to be like, hey, some dumb team going to be like, 22 hey, mil? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Nothing to me, yeah, that's too Watch somebody gonna give him that. Somebody gonna give him 22 mil and expect 12 sacks, and they're gonna be upset. Yeah, and that's why <laughs> I think you should just stay where he is because yeah. if you go somewhere else and they pay you money, the fans are not gonna be happy when they don't know. No. Sex. no, listen, you gotta, hey, you gotta understand, like I said at the beginning, you gotta understand what you're getting with him. Like I said, he, mm-hmm. he can get you everywhere, anywhere from seven to ten sacks, maybe 11 to 12. One off year, uh, but he's not because he's not consistent and, and mm-hmm. with his pass rush, and he just doesn't finish and close on those pressures. He has a lot of pressures, but he just doesn't finish. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and you, yeah. it's hard to pay a guy twenty two mil that doesn't finish. You know, it's yeah. hard to do that. So, I mean, I agree. I think Clowney will be the most overpaid <laughs> defender 
in free mm-hmm. agency. Um, I don't think there's. I don't think anyone could get close to what he's gonna what he's gonna get. Um, no. I, I don't think anyone will. I know. I do know Leonard Williams. I forgot he's about to be a free agent. Uh, from yeah. the, the Giants, are, even though they traded for him, which I still didn't understand the reason for the trade. Uh, no. It wasn't a fit to me, but he's going to walk off in the free agency. He could be a vital piece to somebody's defensive front as well, a pocket yeah. pusher and, and against the run on the inside. But I heard he yep. wants. To, I heard he wants a lot of money. He too. wants. Yeah, he wants a lot of money too. He <laughs> wants a lot of money too. Listen, man. Now, and another yep, another runner up that's going to get overpaid is Byron Jones. Oh, yeah. he's going to get. Yeah, he's. I mean, his agent is throwing out ridiculous numbers, like seventeen, eighteen million a year. I think like, Byron Jones can thank Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore has been yeah. what the first corner in a long time to win Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's sitting there like, thank you, Stephon. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate yep. you, brother. You just dropped up my price. Everybody knows yep. I don't get. I I did not lose my battles. You know when I was in in nope. Dallas. And I played two different positions. They moved me from cornerback my rookie year to safety, mm-hmm. then flipped me back mm-hmm. to corner, which I don't understand why they moved him around anyway. Leave him at safe at corner. He could have been a shutdown corner this whole time. And His whole career. Could have paid him already. Like exactly. so, I don't understand the the mindset. But he is a guy that's going to get top dollar. Mm-hmm. You could you could oh, yeah. definitely you could bank on that. I don't know if it, yeah he going yeah he going to be top dollar. He's going to get top dollar. Yeah yeah. He, yeah, he's gonna get he's gonna get paid, but somebody's gonna look at his stat sheet like, oh, you paid too much for him. He ain't he don't got no interceptions or something like that. Mm-hmm. His 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 value's gonna come on the field. It's not gonna come on the stat sheet because he's just gonna he's just gonna shut down the side of the field and he's yeah. gonna you know he's not gonna have all those flashy plays. He's not gonna handle pick sixes or nothing like that. But he's gonna shut down. He's gonna shut down the side of the field and he's gonna be on a good defense. So on 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 paper, it's going to look like oh you overpaid for him. He's overrated. This this and that. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, it's kind of valid because if you pay, if I'm paying eighteen million dollars for a corner, you better give me at least one or two pick sixes. But he's not. That's not his. That's not his game. That's not what he do. So, but but it's worth it though because on a play in play out basis, he's doing his job. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it's it's a tough situation because that's the going market for corners. But it's a lot of money. I mean, listen, like you said, when it comes to the stat sheet, the stat sheet is going to show for 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 Clowney especially, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Th- th- this is where the stats do matter when you want to get paid. Yeah. yeah. Point period. Point blank period. That's when the stats matter. If you're a fourteen sack guy year in and year out, you're going to get your money. You don't get paid. If you're not, if you're an eight, I mean, don't get me wrong. My guy, you know, Trey Flowers got paid handsomely last mm-hmm. year by the Dolph, by the uh, by the Detroit Lions. But yeah. let me be honest, most of that is because Matt Patricia is the head coach, and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. he coached him. So he's like, I know what you're capable of, and I know how to use you. But he's not a twelve to thirteen sack guy. He's an eight, mm-hmm. possibly seven, anywhere from seven to ten. On the good year, he's not that. Yeah. He's not that immediate winner. So that's where stats come into play. Javion Clowney's stats aren't the best. We know what he can do on the field. We know you have to look at the advanced stat, the pressure mm-hmm. rates, the the amount of pressure he puts on quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to look at to tell your fans. Listen, this is a good hire, or this is a good signing. Rather, uh, you know, rather than saying, "Hey, listen, this guy averages fourteen sacks a season." Shut up. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you that's, can't yeah. Say that to fans that's the easy. That's, you yeah. can't say that to fans with Clowney. You guys are like, listen, I promise you, he's going to stop the run. We were 32nd in the run last year. That yeah. is going to help. You know, you, you have to legit sell Clowney to some fan bases. Because yeah. when I wrote the piece about him coming to the Bengals, the first response I got was, you know the Bengals don't pay people. Mm-hmm. Touche. <laughs> Touche. And that's, but that's even more reason why he should stay with Seattle because you have to actually watch those games to see the impact that he made. Yeah. Exactly. Don't just pull up the stats and then say mm-hmm. what he didn't do. Because if I, like I said, watching the games, I was like, what the hell? And I was <laughs> never really a big clowny fan when he was with the Texans, but I saw the impact he made with Seattle. So mm-hmm. to me, he should stay there um, yeah. versus going somewhere else and having a fan base just you know being up in arms because he's not what they expect, and then they look at what he's paid and expect right. him to do certain things because of what mm-hmm. he's paid. Because you but know I have, that's I have one, I have, I have one for you guys, and I know Ravens fans are going to be mad, mm. but I don't care. Um, I think that Matt Judon is going to be someone that gets overpaid. And mm-hmm. the reason I say that is because I look at the history of the Ravens. You know, we had Paul Kruger. Um, we had McPhee. We just had Zadarius Smith, right? So some fans will say, well, the Ravens never play people. They never pay their, their players. The Ravens play, pay who they want to pay. Yeah. They're not going to overpay guys just because that's what the guys want. You can look at C.J. Mosley from last year. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a Ravens fan in the world that didn't want him back. But when you saw what he got paid from the Jets, you like, bye. You know, yeah. go, go <laughs> there over there, get, get your money. Get your money. Get mm-hmm. your money. And I'm not mad that they didn't pay you because you can't cover. Like, we've watched you for four or five years, and you can't cover in open space, so by good luck over there. But when I look at Matt Judon, in the four years he's been here, he's never had double-digit sex. Last year, he had nine and a half. Before, he had four, eight, seven. That's it, right? And then you look at, like, Paul Kruger and McPhee and Zadarius Smith. It was the same thing. None of them had double digits. Nothing to make you be like, I'm about to break the bank on them because they're going to be, um, you know, organization changers. Now, I will say, like, Kruger and McPhee, they only lasted where they went for about three years, I think. They didn't even do their whole four-year and five-year deals. Zadarius Smith, last year, he had a Pro Bowl season. I don't think anybody can deny how well he played with the Packers, but he was even asked, you know, what was the difference between playing on the Ravens and playing there, and he was saying what they allowed him to do. When you would come to the Ravens for years on end, and you have Terrell Suggs here, Ray Lewis here, Ed Reed there. If I play those positions, I already know my opportunities are swimming in between, right? So it's hard mm-hmm. to really grow as a player or, or, or say, you know, you do this well, so you do that when you have these Hall of Fame guys here. Now, he did credit Suggs and say he learned a lot from being with him, but I just think the fact that the Packers let him be free. Just do this. This is what you do. Go here, I'm going to put you here. You do that, you do that. It's not like that with the Ravens. So mm-hmm. if Judon can go somewhere and be put in a situation where all they want you to do is that, it might work. But I've seen him too many times in fourth quarters with his hands on his hip. And I be thinking every time I see it, that's that Taco Bell kicking in. Because all he talk about is body. He always say body. body. He always say body made from Taco Bell or something, something like that. You know, and it, 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 I just don't think that you reward average players. Now, people might say something about Joe Flacco, but Joe Flacco had a whole resume before we won the Super Bowl. And when you bet on yourself like that, you earn the right to stand on your own as desk and say, pay me what I want. You know, the Ravens have been close in recent years, but Judon was on the field when we lost last year in the playoffs, when we lost this past year in the playoffs. So it's like, what are we paying you for again? I would rather draft a guy 
I would rather go get some of the guys we talked about earlier and because you know what they're going to bring to the table. I don't mm-hmm. need a guy who I have to put in the perfect situation for right. you to be this big-time mm-hmm. free agent that we want. And trust me, if the Ravens thought that he was that, he would have been signed. Like, we don't exactly. really let guys get to the point of being free agents like that unless they're totally unsure about that player. Right. I don't want them franchise taking him. I don't want them breaking a the bank for him. If he is like Tory Smith, you offer something fair. If he doesn't want it, bye. Thank you. There you go. Then I that's agree. it. I agree with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and everyone that you know that knows how I feel about Matthew Jr. He's a he's a good player, but like you said, he's not worth that type of money that he that got that some team may pay him. They mm-hmm. may. And he, here's the problem: they're gonna look at Zadarius Smith, yep. and say, okay. This is what he did when he, mm-hmm. but I went to the, you know, and I did this, it was on my Twitter, I did this on Twitter in the off season. I like to look at players that change teams or the, the prior season. I looked at Zadarius Smith's film with you guys, mm-hmm. and I saw a guy that was going to be a problem in 2019, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I put it on, I, I cut it up and put it on Twitter, and I was like, listen, I think he, him and Precious Smith are going to transform and help remake that 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 Packer defense which mm-hmm, they were yeah. they were the best pass rushing tandem Definitely. in the yes. league but i saw it on film he won in multiple ways he won one on one on the outside you kicked him inside and he dominated guards and centers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Matthew Judon is not that guy Matthew Judon no. a lot of his sacks a lot of his pressures came when you guys sent 5 6 mm-hmm. 7 and i hated eight. that i hated that we he were did like not the, win by himself blitz. We probably blitz most more than any team in the oh, league. Oh yeah, you guys. And if I'm going mm-hmm. to pay, if I'm a, if I'm going to pay a guy that type of money, my pass rusher at that, we got to have more than that. I don't. We don't. I don't need to send the yeah. house. I don't need to send my my safeties and my my DBs. Period. When you up here, like no, mm-hmm. you should you, know, you should be able to win one on one. One on one on your own. On your I shouldn't own. have to blitz if I'm paying you that money. I shouldn't have exactly, to blitz. Exactly, exactly. You know, and you don't have not saying that he has to be Von Miller. He doesn't have to do. He doesn't have to be that. But what you have to uh-uh. be and what you should be is a guy that can. And I'm not talking when one on one with an undersized tight end blocking you. That's no. not what I'm talking about. I'm talking. About you got that premier left tackle. You need to put him. You need to put him in the spin cycle. You need to put uh-huh. some put some work on him. And, mm-hmm. and get his get his jersey dirty because you took him to the ground, or he's holding yeah. you so much that you guys are constantly putting them in tough situations. You mm-hmm. have to make an impact. If you're not going, if you you're not going to be a guy that has the 12, 13 sacks, let's call some holding penalties, right? Yeah. We've seen offensive tackles line up against guys that they're afraid of, that they're mm-hmm. legitimately afraid of, and they're they're trying to change it the snap count. He jumps. He jumps off. He 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 falls starts. Yep. Off the tackle, fall starts. He's like, I, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get a jump mm-hmm. on this guy. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to be. And Judah is not that guy. So I agree with you, Shannon. He he probably will be overpaid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he probably will be overpaid. I can mm-hmm. tell you that right now. Um, but listen, that is our show. Uh, it's been mm-hmm. hey, it's been a blast having Shannon on the show for the for the first yes. time as, and they, as a new member. It was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun, and like I said, <laughs> next week uh, we will be back. You know, with some more with some more draft talk. We're gonna start. You know, Eugene probably start doing some rankings. Um, yeah, for some more some more positional rankings. Start going a little in depth with it. I, I like I said, we will we'll talk and try to figure out if we want to hit a. You know, uh, I'm not glad to you. The one position I have not truly scouted fully, I'm trying to hold off on it, is quarterback. I've scouted them a little bit. 
Why? It's yeah. the best. It's the best class. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'm a whole quarterback off. Like, I no lie. I've been on defense. I, I've been hitting so many other spots. I just got through like my top ten running backs. I um, think it's because there's so many with the college and that's available in free agent. It's a lot to get it's into. A it's lot. quarterback so, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's it's so many. It, it's so deep. You know, from running yeah. back to receiver, it's insane. I got. I have like. Another fifteen receivers I got to study and do reports yeah. on. Yeah. So I still ain't did I, I ain't did offensive line yet. I just started uh defensive ends. Uh I mean I did I did my top five quarterbacks and and I stopped right there. Yeah, me too. Because if, <laughs> if they if they if they worse than my last than my number five quarterback, I really don't want to look at them. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to see them. Uh, and listen, I'm I'm gonna look at my my uh my guy, my Hawaiian role over there, my guy from Hawaii, uh, Cole McDonald. I'm gonna check him out. Oh yeah, I heard about him. I do want to see him. I do want to check, check him, him out. Though. Man, I think he could be a developer. That's that's a guy I think could be. When we talk about mm-hmm. when we have our draft sleepers episode, Grant, it's a spoiler alert, guys. But that is going to be one of my guys I'm gonna talk about. Cause I think he could be a developmental quarterback similar to Gardner Minshew in Jacksonville, mm. a guy that you can mm. draft in the fifth or sixth round, and next thing you know, he's your starting quarterback halfway through the season. So. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, like I said, we'll be back next week. We'll, we, we'll, we'll kind of brainstorm, figure out how we want to attack the next show. But she, like I said, guys, Shannon will be back. She's a mainstay. We're so happy <laughs> to have her because um, she brought so much to the show tonight. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm excited for you guys to hear it in the morning on, on Tuesday and Wednesday morning when you hear it. So uh, as always, you know, I'm Damian Parson. That's Eugene Holt. And, of course, that is Shannon Finch. We thank you all so much for joining us. Y'all have a good night. Later. Good night.